0: podcast that talks about uh all of the terrible bitterness and all of the beautiful aroma aroma qualities of your favorite made for TV romances that was bad but I'm going to go with it. Um these romances Is it aromatic? Sure, it is aromatic. I like aroma. <laughs> aromatic.
1: Aromatic.
0: <laughs> this is This is the podcast that talks about all of the icky bitterness and all of the beautiful aromatic qualities of your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kind that you would find on Netflix, Hallmark,
1: and Amazon. Yes. Lifetime and anywhere else that you might find such trash. Right. Um. So... Yeah, let's, uh, quick check-in. Everybody doing okay? (laughs) Hi. I I mean, I am missing you, Hannah. I know. I haven't seen a human that's not on a screen in about two weeks. Yeah. It's weird.
0: I have left my house to go on walks and to go to the grocery store. But, you know.
1: I have not done that. I have, uh, well, I did luck out in that my brother-in-law went shopping in like Connecticut because he he they went up to Massachusetts to live with my parents uh and then but apparently the only things that fit in the car were my sister's plants so uh he had to come back the next day to get their you know things um So, uh, he's uh, he was he called and he was like, uh, "Your dad's freaking out. I'm supposed to bring you groceries." So I got a delivery of groceries and four bottles of wine.
0: Oh, <laughs> thank you very much, was, brother-in-law.
1: Yeah, real it's real good. Uh, haven't opened anything, but uh, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it 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 works out well. I didn't have to go to the grocery store because he did it for me in a safer space than uh, New York City, apparently. What do we have? So we're going to talk about a movie today. Yeah. What do we have today? (laughs) Uh, So this is a movie from 2016, uh, a Hallmark movie called Cup of Love. Was it a Hallmark movie? Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, You know what? I will double check the IMDb because they have that kind of info. Don't they?
0: I only ask uh, because it's Mar Vista, and a lot of the times Mar Vista movies aren't... Oh, it
1: might not be. Um, and... I don't know. I just think of it as it now plays on Hallmark.
0: It does. Oh, because it's on Hallmark movies now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Which, as we know, doesn't mean a thing. But you know what? It's also They also have it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's so how I watched it I,
0: the second time. Not the second time. I don't
1: time. know. I'm not sure. Either to be way. honest. Either way. It's on Hallmark Movies now, so it's in that vein. But it played, it was, it's a 2016 movie. That's what, all that matters. <laughs> um, so, uh, the little blurb is, uh, when food, oh, sorry. <laughs> When a food scientist is sent to Colombia, she meets the owner of an organic farm while looking for quality ingredients. To gain his trust, she agrees to help him harvest the crops, and a romance brews as the two work together. I have problems with this synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) And it stars Anna Hutchinson, Nicolas Rincon, and... Taliana vargas yes
0: so um zoe walker played by anna hutchinson is a food scientist like we said who has been given the task to go on a search for the next great flavor for star cream which is not at all like starbucks nope not at all um, <laughs> uh it's definitely starbucks but We're calling it Star Cream. So um, for Star Cream, she is sent to Columbia to get a good coffee with a great story to impress her boss. Uh, Apparently, millennials like when their food has a backstory, so um, that's who they're catering to. And her boss is named Mr. Gobbs, um, which is not at all like Steve Jobs. Not at all.
1: (laughs) And he's not dressed like Steve Jobs at all in his black turtleneck. Yep,
0: not at (laughs) all. So when Zoe gets to Columbia, she meets with a coffee purveyor, um, but she's not at all impressed. But while she's there, she gets a whiff of something incredible and follows the trail. Literally, the scent of the trail is animated, so you can follow along with her, and it's ridiculous. Um, So she's led to a cute little old woman who makes coffee and also tells fortunes. She reads Zoe's fortune in her coffee grounds, kind of like tea leaves, and tells her that her wishes will come true. She also tells Zoe that the coffee comes from this hidden away plantation in the jungle and that she must go to there and ask for the owner, Diego Valdez.
1: <laughs> oh, God, this is already a nutso movie and I've watched it and I know what happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so Zoe goes on a long journey over the river and through the jungle and gets to the plantation, the dancing goat. hmm. <laughs> So, upon her arrival, she sees the little old woman and her nephew, who of course happens to be Diego Valdez, played by Nicolas Rancón. Diego is not happy that she is there, because he doesn't want to sell out to a big company like Star Cream. But in private, Auntie reminds Diego that the plantation will be lucky to last the year, and that selling to Zoe is the only chance they have at surviving. So... Diego agrees that he will sell to Zoe, but only if she, one, promises to never use his coffee in shitty flavors like carrot cake or waffle, um, because the coffee is perfect as is, and B, she must learn all the steps to getting to roast the beans properly, and they agree. And she gets up early the next day to learn the trade of harvesting and roasting coffee. Yep.
0: Um, So the next morning, she meets some of the other inhabitants of the jungle. Um, There's a man named Jorge and his trusty donkey, (laughs) Peaberry. Oh, Peaberry. Um, she also meets Diego's ex-fiance, Olivia, who has been away for a really long time and has just come back to their jungle town. And she also meets a little poisonous dart frog that Olivia tries to get Zoe to touch. Geez, Zoe, even if it wasn't poisonous, you know you shouldn't touch frogs. Gross. Um, yeah, our, our,
1: our oils on our skin is bad for them. Oh, poor
0: frogies. <laughs> um, so, uh... uh Olivia does this because she senses that there's something going on between Zoe and Diego, even though they met maybe like 12 hours earlier. Um, But Olivia is a jealous woman, and um, she is acting out for sure.
1: Yeah. So Diego works Zoe really hard in order to test her resolve. uh, So that she can prove that she cares enough about the coffee, she meets his challenges and then some. Uh, Because she apparently has a knack for inventions and implements some cool changes around the plantation that make things a bit easier and more efficient while still using the age-old coffee farming techniques. Like, she's, like, making, like, pulley systems and stuff rather than, like, truly industrializing. But, you know, it's somewhere in between. So Diego is very impressed with her ingenuity. And Zoe is impressed with Diego's passion for his craft. And things are heating up, Uh, and we don't just mean with the coffee bean roasting. Um, So
0: Diego takes Zoe to the bar in town, and of course Olivia is there too. They can't seem to get rid of her. Um, And while they're there, Olivia challenges Zoe to this weird game called Tejo, which is kind of like Cornhole, um, except... Things explode when you hit them with things. So, <laughs> cool. Um, Zoe loses really, really, really bad, but nobody seems to care. Um, Diego and Zoe continue to have a really good time together, and they drink, and they talk about life. Um, later, he takes her to a really pretty vista, and they have a moment that evolves into an epic makeout session. Yes, a makeout session. Um, they. Ma- oh, yeah. There is, like, it's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. And they make out all the way home and all the way into his bedroom, um, where they find Olivia is there and dressed in what is actually her third outfit of the day in movie land. But she um, is primed and ready to seduce Diego. Um, Like, it's this, like, low cut, basically black leotard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, so Diego tells Olivia that she needs to, uh, GTFO, like, all the way, um, but he he also has to admit that it's really late and it's dark outside, so he offers Olivia the guest bedroom, um, and Zoe goes to her own bedroom, the moment being spoiled, of course.
1: Yeah, Olivia totally kills kills the mood, apparently. What a bitch. Um, so... Yeah, so this means the next day, Olivia is around when Zoe has a Slipe no I didn't misspeak, call with her boss. (laughs) It's literally Skype with one letter difference, same logo, everything, except it's pink instead of blue. I love it. It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, Her boss says that they have to use the beans for their new test tube flavor, Sinalicious, or um, their toast. And when Zoe says that they can't, per her agreement with Diego, he threatens her job unless she pulls it together. And Olivia overhears all this, because of course she does, uh, and is excited to catch Zoe in a lie and rummages through Zoe's room to have physical proof of her deception. Deception. Uh, woohoo. So Zoe, who has finally made the perfect roast of beans, walks in on Olivia showing Diego all the plans for Sinalicious. Uh, because she brought them with her, it's very weird. Uh, so Diego is devastated because obviously he one makeout session means love.
0: Yep. Um, and Hannah, what is the name of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, it's one kiss. It was, it This was like a I want to devour you makeups makeout session. It wasn't an I love you kiss. This is true. I feel like there should be a difference. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Diego tells Zoe that the deal is off, um, and that he's, again, engaged to Olivia in order to merge their two coffee farms, because Olivia is heir to a coffee farm, um, as intended. And so, Zoe, also being heartbroken, flies back to the States and is officially fired from her job.
0: Poor Zoe. Um, so... Diego, after Zoe leaves, um, Diego finds the bag of the perfect roast that Zoe had been working on. Um, she managed to get the perfect roast that Diego was asking of her. Um, uh, Zoe was going to show him before she left, and when he finds that bag, he realizes that Olivia would never care about coffee the way he does. He also decided to sell his coffee to Starcream because he needs the money for the farm to survive. He breaks up with Olivia, who thinks that um, Olivia thinks that he's selling out um, Because he's selling to Starcream. And the next thing we know, the warehouse with all the beans he was going to sell is on fire. Obviously, Olivia did this. Um, but she plays dumb. And she says they can still get married to save the farm. Poor, deluded, and I feel bad saying this, but crazy, Olivia. Yeah, like, she's... Possibly, like, she needs meds for sure, right? I think she secretly lives in a telenovela in her head. (laughs) And so her actions are all okay and, like,
1: worthy. (laughs) But not so... Yeah. So, meanwhile, Zoe has an idea to make a soda out of coffee cherry skins that gets her her job back and a huge raise. Diego realizes he loves Zoe and decides to go to the States to find her, Uh, and she goes back to Colombia just as Diego tries to go to the States, Uh, but he misses his flight, and she sees him at the airport, so, you know, works out pretty well. Um, She says her idea will double his earnings, since they'll be paying for the beans and the skins. Um, and they exchange I love yous and kiss. And because one, one kiss, kiss means, means forever, forever. Uh, they will continue to make coffee and coffee soda in the Colombian jungle for the rest of their lives. Oh, and Peaberry the donkey is pregnant, so they will have baby donkeys to take care of. Hooray! The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, this is a bonkers movie. What a
0: ride. What a ride. Okay, I think that... Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to say, I think, about
1: this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is... Ugh. Ugh, there, are just, there were so many weird things that I just, like, couldn't figure out. Like... Her job, being one of them, right? Because <laughs> I couldn't figure out why somebody who is a food scientist, who like creates flavors for a coffee company, would be the one sent on a buying trip to Colombia. That that's
0: a good point. I think. <laughs> I think it's because didn't she I, like win like best flavor, and so the the boss was like, obviously you knew you know flavors, so you should go find a thing. <laughs> Yes,
1: but the two don't are, don't make any sense no, together because right. like to be a coffee buyer is an actual job. that's true. like and and so is a food scientist, and they're not the same job. They're different jobs. Also, the idea that like this huge company doesn't have a coffee like distributor or a coffee bean wholesale like that they always use seems very weird Oh, to me. I
0: think that it wasn't I don't think that they didn't have one. It was just that like um that Mr. Mr. Gobbs had Gone to like, he had gone to South by Southwest and he realized <laughs> that all of like the people buying like the coffee are like all the hipster people who love to know what like the farm and the backstory of their kale comes from. And he's like, We can't, sure. like, we can't, none of the things that we have have a backstory and like our flavors come from a lab. So that's nothing. So we need to find like that really cool, sustainable, like family owned story. So we cater to the people
1: which i understand it just seemed like a weird way to go about oh, totally. it and like wh- why did they need to use this coffee for the sinalicious why couldn't they use their regular distributed distributor to make the sinalicious and do that i don't because know because of america it just seemed like an yeah it just seems like an odd choice oh totally
0: um one thing i really i i want to touch base on is all of the different names that we, – we, we mentioned a, a, a couple of them. like So Star Cream is like a Starbucks Krispy Kreme kind of uh, mix. Mr. Gobbs is a play Mr. On, on Steve Jobs. Um, but there yep. was a, one of the bit of the backstory that I thought was really funny, and if you watch really closely, they made it oopsie, and they had to go back and fix it, um, was mm-hmm. that uh, Zoe actually created the Cronut <laughs> – um, oh right! <laughs> and and her boyfriend stole her ex her fian her ex fiance actually stole the idea and then like they broke up and whatever. And when she's sharing this story, um, she obviously says cronut because of the shape her mouth is making. And she says that it's like a croissant and a donut mixed together.
1: But they probably didn't yep. get the
0: copyright, so she says glownut.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does say glownut. It's. So weird. I loved it. I thought that was so, so funny. <laughs> oh, this movie um, there. Were, so I, when I was little, there was, you know, like in the early age of like Internet. Things that like viral things right. um, it came via an email, like a chain email. I remember this so clearly because I've always thought about it. And it was a list of things you learn from movies. And one of them I've never forgotten was when in private, foreigners or people who do not speak English prefer to speak in English. (laughs) (laughs) And this movie totally did that. I was like, all of you are Colombian. Like, yes, you need to speak in English to the stupid American. I get that bit. But like, you've all... Establish that you speak Spanish because of course you do Mm -hmm. but to each other you also speak English (laughs) and it's insane (laughs) Uh, I just thought it was such a ridiculous like you know sometimes you see a movie and it doesn't strike you and sometimes it really does (laughs) and this time it really does it
0: really did to me
1: too Um, yeah there's a couple of other things that I thought were very weird. So, first of all, the clothing that they have Olivia wear is kind of crazy. Yes. Please describe. I mean, she looks like... She, she, I I think she's supposed to look trashy. She's supposed she to does. look like
0: seductive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, but like sort of like seductive in a bad way. Yeah. Right? So like, you know, everything's really low cut and really short and like a lot of a lot of skin. And it's like, N- honey, you're there to like work on a farm. What are you doing? <laughs> um she's also wearing heels throughout the farm. And like just even on like a very like okay, maybe she like shows up and is like pretending to work and not really working and she wants to be sexy. I still think she would have worn flats. <laughs> oh, totally. Like I mean, absolutely, and the and the funny thing about like,
0: I I know I made a joke about it in the synopsis, but they, the way, this is a hallmark hallmark, and I'm jumping in, but the way that time works in this movie is absolutely crazy. <laughs> Um, because literally like she wakes up and they like do these things and Olivia is wearing one outfit and then she like goes to the door and like is asking for Diego and she's wearing another outfit. And then it's the same day Mm -hmm. they go to the bar. She's wearing a different outfit. And then when she comes to seduce Diego, she's wearing like her little negligee, but it's not really a negligee. Um, it's just kind of like,
1: how many costume changes do you need? I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Uh, there's a lot of conf- and And, you know, she always looks, like, gorgeous and beautiful. Like, you know, the weather and the heat and work mm-hmm. has done, like, doesn't touch her. And then, you know, you contrast that to Zoe, who's, like, covered in dirt and grime from, like, trying really hard. It's
0: working really hard. Um, Although I feel for that with Zoe because I'm – I don't know if you ever feel this way, but if there's a, if there's a rainstorm – and I walk into, like, a bus or an establishment, I look like a fucking drowned rat while everyone looks just fine. I feel like that was Zoe in this movie, where she just looks super terrible and, like, beat down, and everyone else looks just fine. I am Zoe most of the time in my life.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll give you that, but it was sort of like, it was, it was like, okay, we get it. You're like, Zoe's the hard worker who is messy, uh-huh. you know, like. It was a little, like, okay, like, stop throwing this at us. We got it. Um, also, so, Zoe, set, like, clearly has not looked at Spanish at all. Like, her Spanish is minimal, if if you can even call it that. Right. But she keeps saying hola.
0: No. Throughout this
1: movie. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm sorry. Any self-respecting person knows that it's Ola. Like... I don't... Like,
0: I think they worked really hard to make her, like, super nerdy and buy the Star Cream book. And I I don't know. I don't know. She was
1: a very weird character. She was. um, And... Like, also her like choices. So like the the dancing goat is at the top of a mountain and it's hard to get to. So she has to take a bus that goes to a town and then she has to get from the town to the top of the mountain by like seven different forms of transportation, including like walking. Mm-hmm. And then like later on in the movie, you find out there's a road. <laughs> It was like, okay, so why did she have to, like, cross a scary bridge and, like, well, that was a ride d- a donkey? <laughs>
0: that was the joke that they made after she goes, Um, and I don't remember her name, uh, Diego's grandmother, um, who was reading the coffee grounds. Tia. Tia, okay. Well, I guess that's aunt. Well, I mean, that's not her name. name.
1: That means aunt. Yeah. It was her aunt, his aunt, aunt. but he just called her Tia a lot, so. So, um, so... Oh, Juanita. I'm sorry. Her
0: name is Juanita. So Tia Juanita tells, um, so when she tells Zoe about, like, you have to make this long journey, oh, there's this plantation you should go to, blah, 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 blah. Um, when she gets to the dancing goat, Tia Juanita is there, and Zoe is, and Zoe says, wait, I left before you did like what and she's like and and Juanita's like oh I took a plane and she was like why didn't you tell me there was a plane you she's like I told you you had to make a long journey
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but even so it's like Diego has a car and like when he has a motorcycle but he also has he so he has a truck and a motorcycle True. No one offers to drive her to the airport. No, like it's crazy. Yeah, I
0: mean things definitely anyway. work strangely in a in a specific way. Um, I have like a couple notes just about. I think we need to talk about Jorge and Peaberry for a second. Okay, before we get to our segments. It. So, okay, Jorge is a man that has worked on the plantation for a really long time and he has this donkey has always had this donkey because we see a picture of them when they're younger and also I don't know how long donkeys live but that is a really old donkey but it is it is increasingly obvious throughout the movie that I'm unsure if the relationship between Jorge and Peaberry is chased
1: <laughs> um, I mean even, I didn't get that impression, but... You didn't? <laughs> I did get the impression that it, he loves P. Berry. He loved
0: like, Peaberry.
1: I mean, it's a little bit... Ups, it is an upsettingly close relationship. He mentions her hips it, at one point. Look at these hips. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't get the bestiality component, but he does love her possibly too much. That that I
0: believe. I'm hoping. I was just joking about the bestiality. I don't actually think so. But the, <laughs> the way he kind of talks about Peaberry, and then when Peaberry does get pregnant, it's because Peaberry went off and got lost. She comes back. She's pregnant. Obviously, Jorge is not the father. But um, <laughs> like they, they 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 we meet the the donkey that um, impregnates Peaberry later. But we think we think because um, Jorge is like, you better do right by her. Blah blah
1: blah blah, which is really funny. But just, like, the fact that he's so close. Oh, Jorge is also, a, like, an orphan who is, like, raised on the plantation to, like, work there. Like, yeah. he's, like, sort of part of the family, but not quite. He's he's there, and they care about him, but maybe not as much as, like, they should if they think of him as family. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. So he only has Peaberry, the the He donkey. only has Peaberry, and it's... It's a very sad little situation that's that's going on for Jorge. (laughs) Poor Jorge. Yeah. Yeah. Hallmark hallmarks. Uh, so my first one, uh, is that at least on Diego's side, it's more one-sided in this one, but it's there, uh, like hardcore, unwarranted antagonism. That was my first
0: one too. Um, uh, I also have uh, deception like we talked about before because um, mm-hmm. she's hiding something from him. Yeah.
1: Um, she drops her phone in water so the <laughs>
0: phone gets to go for a swim. That's true. Um, I have uh, that he catches uh, Diego catches Zoe when she falls off a ladder and that's like kind of one of those like oh moments.
1: Yeah, she she literally I have that she literally falls into his arms. Two separate times.
0: <laughs> Cute.
1: Yeah. Um, I and I have the shot of the hands touching to prove they're attracted to each other. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, crazy ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that. That's the big night dress to like decide that they're falling in love is red. That's me too. I
0: wrote that as well. <laughs>
1: Um, my last
0: one is, um, uh, meeting up at the airport where one's trying to leave and one is coming back. <laughs>
1: uh, I was, I was calling that an across the universe cause it's the exact same ending essentially as, um, the one that, the movie with Bethany, Joy Lenz and Luke McFarlane. Yeah. Um. Oh crap. <laughs> what was it called? Uh shit um <laughs> but yeah the one the one where they like end up having like an antiquing show yeah. or a pickers show
0: um did we do it did we do an uh, episode on it no we just tweeted it no i
1: think we tweeted that one um let's see
0: a valentine's match okay i knew it was match was something
1: i'm like but it's not matching hearts because that was taylor cole and ryan Peavy. right yeah no it's a valentine's match so yeah, that was all of mine. Those are all of mine as well. Um, did you have any pretty parties? Okay. I did. I had one. I only had one too. Uh Mine was uh, the bus that she that Zoe has to travel on to the town that the dancing goat is like above of. Was really colorful and pretty, and I liked it.
0: Yeah, that was. Uh, it was your stereotypical like um, foreign country bus, like yeah, crazy one right. Bus.
1: Right. It was the kind of thing where I was like, I'm really happy. I don't have to ride on this, but I think it's pretty from the outside. Totally. Like, it was, like, bright colors and, yeah. It was pretty. Um, I just,
0: my pretty parade was was really just um, their house and, like, most, more specifically, the deck that they had their breakfast on every morning where you could see, like, the jungle yeah. and, like, eat breakfast. And it mm-hmm. was just so lovely and beautiful. And I was like, I
1: would like to do that every morning, please. <laughs> Did you have any across the universe? I did not did you okay well i we had the one that we already talked okay. about, but sorry, I yeah. ruined it for you <laughs> it's 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 okay, it still counts. um I have a couple new and noteworthies
0: okay, go ahead um so the first mostly like noteworthy thing is that we know this is probably not a hallmark because they like pretty much almost had sex. Um. Yeah. It was the. It was the They f- got real close. They got really close, and I think it was the first time where I've seen like the woman kind of go like, "Come on over here," and like dive mm-hmm. right in. Usually, it's not quite mm-hmm. like that. Um. Uh, I also said um, that we don't often see women going to a foreign country that's not a fake white Western principality, so they become they can become a princess and then fall in love with them. <laughs> um, so it was sort of nice to see that, like, that love story mm-hmm. between cultures. Um, yep. And then I, uh, one new and noteworthy that I think is really, really cool is, and I think about you, Hannah, because every time we see somebody who has to pack for a trip and they end up having like a nice dress in their suitcase we're always like did they really like why would they bring that however with this movie we see her decision to put the red dress that she wears into the suitcase she looks at it and was like eh, yeah. why not and i thought that was yeah noteworthy <laughs> yeah no that was good that's true that's true but those were my new and noteworthies did you have any I, I
1: didn't, no. Cool. Uh, supporting shout-outs? Uh, no, I didn't really write it down. Okay, I have one. Um, is my favorite character in the entire movie, mostly because uh, I didn't like this movie very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, it is the donkey, <laughs> not P. Berry. It is the other donkey who might be P. Berry's baby daddy who might be named Uber or just work as an Uber. I
0: forgot about that.
1: But he definitely has a sign on his neck that says Uber. No, he definitely does. You're absolutely right about and, that. And I can't, I like I, it happened and I was like okay this is crazy. It's brilliant. What, what is happening? <laughs>
0: I love that That's awesome. I love that that's your supporting shout out. That's great Kiss meter oh gosh, okay, so there were two kisses, and I sort of rated them both. However, the first kiss is the one that is pretty much leading up to possibly banging, so I think it's, yep. a, it's I think I have to rate it on a different scale' because it's not oh, the okay. same to me as like what we normally see in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, I think it was really passionate and kind of awesome and kind of gave me some feels. So I am going to give it a Mm -hmm. nine.
1: Yeah. I actually am right on there with you. I said nine, this is the closest I've ever seen to premarital sex in one of these movies. They are totally going to fuck. (laughs) Yes. And I loved it.
0: And I loved that she was just as like animalistic about it. Like I loved that. (laughs) Yeah. But kiss number two, um, I think, I went back to our our normal rating scale. But so kiss number two was when at the very end when they decide they're gonna be together forever, whatever, um, and it was good. But when they pan out, it looks like they're eating their ch- eating each other's faces off, like but, but like in like a farcical way, like if you're watching like a bad huh. Shakespeare production.
1: So okay, I, I gave it a six. I apparently didn't rate that one. Oh. So I don't know what I <laughs> Well, it was a six.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll trust you. So, uh, Hannah, would you watch this movie?
1: Um. So this movie is so cringy to me. So, no. No. Like, there's so much about it that I was like, no, ah. And it, as, as pro-premarital sex... And, like, healthy sexual relationships as I am, I cannot get behind this movie. That's not why. But, like, I wish I was saying something else. But I'm not. I just can't. I can't recommend it. I,
0: I, <laughs> How about you? I'm so split with this movie. And I'll tell you why. Why? So, I made Hannah watch this movie because I put it on just to have some white noise on, and then I ended up making a synopsis for it because it was so bonkers bananas that I had to I had to make notes. Um, and I don't think I will want to watch it again, however, I think that the cheesiness of this movie is so funny and so, like, what the fuck that I kind of think that people need to watch it if only just to (laughs) laugh at it and drink through it. Like, it was one of those ones for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is, if you're looking for, like, a really bad movie that you can get drunk and watch with, like, a bunch of friends and make, like like make fun of this is not a terrible choice yeah
0: it's definitely but a... like
1: i i would not watch this sober no
0: <laughs> no i wouldn't um but like it's your it is kind of your classic mar vista stupid like cheese cheesy romp um
1: yeah just yeah. add santa just like have don't a Christmas movie, <laughs> like you know <laughs> i mean this this is a movie that like the more you think about it the worse it gets like you just really have to actively turn your brain off.
0: Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> so I'm I'm saying if if it's on laugh and like have a bottle with you, but otherwise just don't. Cool.
1: Yeah. So uh yeah, that's that's cup of love everybody. Um yeah, so thanks for for hanging out with us today. Thanks for today. hanging out with us. Uh, (laughs) make sure that you rate and review us on all the things let everybody know Um, I meant to tell people if you would like I I don't want to call it merch because it's not really merch but if you want a bag that has our logo on it you can find it on (laughs) Zazzle.com we do have one Um, just just for funsies. It's a fun bag. Uh, I have one. Yeah, I do too. Um, and uh, make sure you are are staying safe and healthy, and indoors or away from humans, if you can. Yes, stay unless home. you're. Uh, yeah, unless you're uh, an essential worker, and then thank you for doing what you do and Aww. being being on the front lines, guys. You're so sweet, Hannah. Yeah.
0: Um, so, uh, while you're staying home, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all the things at, uh, number one, kiss means number four ever.
1: Um, for epic live tweets of uh, movies. Um, and, uh, if you want to ask us questions, give us a shout out, give us recommendations, any of that, um, we are at One Kiss Means Forever, all spelled out just like in your podcast feeds, at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, and we want to thank Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music. And you can find his stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud. He's been very good to us by letting us use his music. And uh, we want to wish him a, a happy birthday. Happy
0: birthday! It's
1: his birthday on the uh, on Friday, the 24th of April. Um, Happy
0: birthday. Happy birthday, plant pastures. (laughs) See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.